0: Hello and welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you do sign up. My name is Herb Lawrence. I am usually in the role of CHGO White Sox community leader, but today I'm going to be host all by myself. Sorry, I told myself I was not going to sing, but I got to because I'm all by myself today because Sean has the day off. You can follow Sean Anderson at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson and our regular White Sox beat reporter for CHGO. He's Vinny Duber at Vinny Duber on Twitter. He's still down under Foster's Australian for beer. Sorry, Australians. I know we're like 350th best baseball podcast down there. And I apologize for my terrible accent there. So you're going to get singing, you're going to get terrible accents, and then a lot of White Sox opinions today. If none of those things are your favorite things, come join us tomorrow when Sean Anderson will be back with me. Live show on YouTube at 4 p.m. Central Time. We'll be breaking down the winter meetings, which started today. Our guy Ryan Herrera from CHGO Cubs is down there doing double duty like uh, Mr. Radcliffe. And he's going to be covering both his Cubs beat and our White Sox beat. I hope that Ryan is very busy this week because that would be very, very wasteful if the White Sox go out there to damn San Diego and waste yours and mine time without getting any people. So let me tell you what's going to happen in today's show. It'll just be me talking. If you have been joining me on my podcast journey, I started as a solo host pretty much with Locked On Sox. I knew that Chris Tannehill would eventually join me when I started in October, I think of 2019. But the first four months were me by myself talking three days a week about the White Sox and the upcoming season there in the 2020 season. So this is going to be old school for me. It's going to be challenging because I usually have my guy, Sean, to bounce things off, and he's the guy who sets me up, and I usually dunk it in. But today, it's just me alley-ooping to myself and getting mad. So if I'm your cup of tea and you like solo Herb, please continue to just sit down, relax, and enjoy what I'm bringing to the table. But if you're not a fan of Herb by himself, by all means, I'll see you tomorrow, live show, 4 p.m. on the YouTube. Like I said, I'm Herb Lawrence, and what we're gonna be talking about today is the winter meetings. Lots of people. Your Jeff Passons, your um every media person in the game. I can't think of the names. I was gonna say John Heyman, but you know, my history with him is not that great. Uh, Joel Sherman's and all these guys have been thinking that this is gonna be an explosion of activity this week. You've already seen the big-time deal by Jacob deGrom going to the Texas Rangers. You've already seen Jose Abreu last week, sadly, going to the Houston Astros. Anthony Rizzo signing his deal, Jack Peterson, all these other people staying or going to places and signing big-time deals. So winter meetings are going to be bigger and better than they have been before. And White Sox fans, that Mike Clevenger deal. It's official now. We'll be talking about that a little bit later in the show. And there's a pretty good article that came out a couple days ago from Maury Brown. Um, he's from Forbes or Bizball. He's talking about the BAM Tech sale, MLB selling to Disney, the BAM Tech technology and for streaming, and how much money each of the teams received from that sale of that product. So we'll also go over the recent off-season activity from the White Sox in these last couple years. Like I said, in 2019, when I started this uh, with Locked On Sox, now here with CHGO White Sox, there was activity. There was expectation that this White Sox team would do well, and all they needed to do is supplement the talent that they didn't get from either drafts or trades. And so we're going to go over what Kenny Williams And Rick Hahn have and have not done. And at the end of the show, I'll predict who the White Sox will end up with when this winter meetings thing happens in San Diego. And for these winter meetings, I don't know if I mentioned it before, Ryan Herrera, CHGO Cubs, will be covering it. Follow him at Ryan underscore A underscore Herrera for all the latest news both from the Cubs and the White Sox. And I know you are here for White Sox talk. So let's get into it. The winter meetings should be an indication of where the White Sox are and how they feel about their current roster. The reason why I say that is they're in their own words their championship contention window right now. And we've seen time and time again, them kind of being relaxed, kind of being, oh, we're going to rely on the people who are already on the roster type of attitude. You and I can both see that this roster is not complete. Not only is it not going to be in the Astros-Yankees atmosphere, Right now, they're not in the Cleveland Guardian atmosphere. They're not close. Cleveland Guardians were in on the Jose Abreu deal. So were the Boston Red Sox, but eventually he went to the Houston Astros. The White Sox were more than willing to let him go. And I know uh, Jose Abreu said that the White Sox had a deal, but you know it was a deal that was underpaying him and giving him a deal that wasn't of his market value. Houston Astros might have had an overpayment with the $20 million annual 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 average value, but there were teams out there willing to give Jose Abreu money, so the Houston Astros, the reigning world champions, decided to give Jose Abreu $20 million a year because they saw him as a hitter that is still going to do damage in the three years that they have signed him for, while the White Sox didn't. I mean, that's what that move sparks off to me. That the White Sox thought that Jose Abreu is not washed, but they're not going to be paying him for his future. we will be 36, 37, and 38. And the Houston Astros were more than willing to replace a older Cuban legend and Yuri Gurriel with another older Cuban legend who plays first base and Jose Abreu. So, Right now, the White Sox are in their contention window and they're signing Mike Clevenger. Good deal. But this week, will tell you how they feel about the team going forward. Because let me tell you something, guys. And I'll get more in depth with the Maury Brown article from Forbes. They've had a budget that... They've sent out and that most of us think it's about 190 in that realm. They're about 171 right now with the deal that Mike Clevenger just signed. $171 million payroll for 2023. That means $19 million, give or take, for a corner outfielder, either right or left fielder, and a second baseman. There's people that we have identified here on CHGO White Sox that we say they won't be breaking the bank and they will help the White Sox compete in 2023. And you think at the end of this week, they'll get either Cody Bellinger. Will they get Andrew Benintendi? Will they offer any money for Michael Conforto? I like at the end of this week, do you really feel good about the White Sox winning those three guys at minimum? Those three guys. No. How about Joe Gallo? Do you think the White Sox at the end of the week will go for a power bat, a guy who can hit 30, 40 bombs at guaranteed rate in the Central Parks at the end of the week? Think about what I'm saying. I'm going for people who are. Coming off, for the most part, bad years. Cody Bellinger got non-tendered a couple years after he won the MVP from the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're like, that's enough. We're good. We don't want you. Andrew Benatendi, he's a fine product. He really didn't have a bad year. He just, eh, he's just an MLB above average left fielder. Good arm, good fielder. Doesn't hit for much power. Joey Gallo. Low average. Can get on base via the walk. And can hit a ball 500 plus feet. And then Michael Conforto. Missed the whole 2022. Because of a bum shoulder. And we're doubting. Whether the White Sox can get. Any of those four guys. Any of them that's not where we should be in our championship winner that's where we shouldn't be with anything. We are in the third largest market in America a cornerstone franchise a original franchise of the American League been around since 1901 and we're begging for scraps begging for it. imagine that we're as fans, have acquiesced to the owner, to the general manager, to the baseball ops guy when they tell us, well, this is our our budget. We're really not up in that high rankings with all the rest of the teams. And we said, you know what? Fine. We've acquiesced to that because letting ourselves dream for bigger to be better is foolhardy because you know the team's not going to go there. But we've gone to where they are. And said, okay, you guys are not going to spend a lot of money. Can you spend it on these four outfielders maybe? Could you maybe trade for Colton Wong? That didn't happen. Colton Wong early in the week went on a trade to the Seattle Mariners for another guy that I wanted on the White Sox in Jesse Winker. And they also got Abraham Toro from the Mariners there in uh, Milwaukee. So... We can't even get a trade for a guy in Colton Wong who's coming off a bad defensive year, but his left-handed bat would be great for White Sox second base, but he will not be coming to the White Sox in 2023. Just think about all the stuff I just talked about. And at the end of this week, will we have one player that would just satiate us as an audience? Us as a fan base. One player that's a middling player at the end of the week. I'll tell you what my answer is a little later on the show, but it's not looking good, guys. Now, the one good thing the White Sox did last week, and I got to give them credit. They signed Mike Clevenger. As a San Diego Padres fan, I saw him pitch last year wasn't the same guy that showed up or who left Cleveland in 2022. Of course, he's coming off a Tommy John surgery in tw- after the 2020 season and this is his first full season after that, so I'll give him a little leeway that that pitcher is inside there. That pitcher that was in the Cleveland Guardian system is inside there. But the deal has become official in <laughs> You know, the White Sox can't do anything kind of like easy where you sign Mike Clevenger was announced, I think, last Sunday um, through rumors and such, and then finally this Sunday or today, I'm recording this on Sunday evening, it's official. So via Scott Merkin, I'm reading off his Twitter, Mike Clevenger deal becomes official under the terms of the agreement with the White Sox, Clevenger will receive $8 million dollars in 2023 with a mutual $12 million option for 2024. That includes a $4 million buyout. So in essence, Mike Clevenger is getting $12 million this year himself. I think it only counts as $8 million against the, the cap. So you got a little flexibility there, $4 million less than some reported. So it will be an $8 million deal with a $4 million buyout. Either way, Mike Clevenger at the end of 2023 will have $12 million in his pocket good deal as I said with Lucas Giolito and other pitchers on the White Sox Ethan Katz will fix what is wrong with the guy shorten up that arm swing maybe stop that happy feet because it doesn't have an effect on these pitchers on these batters they're not looking at his feet it's just a short distraction that's way in front of the delivery of the ball so it doesn't really affect these hitters so I think that he can be fixed I think that he is still has some length in that arm. I think he's 32 years old next year, so he's not a spring chicken. He's not the youngest guy, but it's a prove it deal. Twelve million dollars as a starting pitcher is a good deal on this market. In this market, so eight million total against this cap, or not. There's no cap in baseball, but eight million as far as his salary. Eventually, if they buy him out, it'll be four million dollars if they want both to come back. It'll be $12 million in 2024. It's a can't hurt, might help type of deal. Because instead of signing or going into the 2023 season with Davis Martin as your fifth starter, now you have a proven guy that can probably give you 130, 165 innings at the back end of your starting rotation. I would say that they now have probably the best starting rotation in the AL Central which it's not a lot to say because, you know, Cleveland is the closest, I believe, if I'm looking at it right, and Bieber's good, and you have some other pitchers there, and Savale and others, um, Chris Tristan McKenzie, but I think I would take what the White Sox threw out there um, five days a week over the Cleveland Guardians, so good deal for the White Sox, and I appreciate Rick Hahn going out and getting this pitcher for a relatively inexpensive deal, It's good for everybody involved. And if the guy stays healthy, I mean, not the sky's the limit for him or anything like that, but he can be a top-of-the-league pitcher. You saw that with the Cleveland Guardians, or back then it was the Cleveland Indians. You saw that Mike Clevenger was pretty damn good, and he would frustrate people to death. And so if we can get a good turn-back-the-clock Mike Clevenger effort, I'll be very happy. After the break, I will talk about the BAM Tech sale. MLB sold BAM Tech to Disney, and I will break down the numbers from Maury Brown's article in Forbes. But for right now, Green Ridge Farm is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, which we had today. CHGO Bears. Had a tailgate right before the Bears-Packers game, and it was cold. Man, really cold out there. But our guy, our GM, Jake Flanagan, was out there grilling up those Green Ridge sausages. He was having a good time. We all enjoyed ourselves. People from Chiton Cornhole were there. I uh, got to speak to him a couple times there. Great people out there at uh, Chiton Cornhole. And the people from Green Ridge Farms were out there also. And it was perfect for tailgating. It was a perfect snack. I had the cheddar brat. Delicious. Um, There's, uh, I mean, the the jalapeno cheddar brat. It was really good. They have different meat sticks, different brats, all-natural meat sticks, hardwood smoked for eight hours, 16 grams of protein per stick. They make the perfect post-workout snack. If you haven't tried any of them, you don't know what you're missing. Delicious because they're made from recipes generations in the making. Being all-natural... They deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in your refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or your local Chicagoland grocery store. Right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of the meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm. Simply. Natural. Meats. And now also get a word from our folks and our friends at ComEd. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficient upgrades, commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving LED lights. Learn more about the network lighting to operate your lights throughout your mobile device, track your fa- uh, sorry, track your facilities energy usage and more. Incentives have been recently increased for indoor, outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these products even more cost-effective than before. Visit comed.com slash powering slash sorry, visit comed.com slash powering biz now to start saving money and energy. To start a project, contact us at 1 2700. For more information, email biz sorry, email business ee at comed.com or public sector E-E, at comed.com And now let's talk about that article from Maury Brown talking about the BizBall sale here with Major League Baseball. I'll just read you one or two paragraphs from this article. You can follow Maury at BizBallMoray on Twitter. Okay. So from the article in 2017. Disney slowly began the process of the purchase, beginning with 33% stake in BAMTECH. BAMTECH is the streaming service MLB had made up and Disney for Disney because MLB was the leader in streaming because they started in 2002 with streaming baseball games. So Disney bought 33% stake in BAMTECH in two installments, totaling $1 billion dollars. And under that agreement, it had the option to acquire majority stake over several years. Disney then acquired an additional 42% stake for $1.58 billion, with a B. Major League Baseball and its 30 team owners have retained 15% of the company until today, or until last week. Disney had the right to buy MLB's interest starting five years from the ending Five years from and ending ten years after the company's september twenty fifth, twenty seventeen acquisition date of Bam Tech. And according to the report, the transaction has now taken place. The complete sale of what now is Disney streaming by MLB to the Walt Disney Company company totals three point four eight billion dollars or 116 million Can I read that again? 116 million dollars to each of MLB's owners Notwithstanding costs to build BAM tech out that is from Maury Brown It's an article in Forbes a couple days ago. Check it out. It's on his page. I think it's his uh, pen tweet at Bisball so Win you have those friends who are white sox apologists when you hear rick hahn say we have a budget or we don't have any money or it intimates that they don't have the money that team xyz has they can't afford player x you call bullshit on that the 116 million dollars i heard is less than what they actually had each team got. I think that number's up to about $2 in the complete sale of the BAM Tech, but I'm reading Maury's article, and so I'm giving you the numbers that he has. So just an extra $116 million for each MLB team, the Pirates, the Rays, the Phillies, the Yankees, the Astros, all of them, each, Got $116 million from the sale of this. And they're telling you. They'll say to you. I ain't got no money, (laughs) y'all. I'm poor. I'm broke. We're all out here broke. Excuse me. Does that take a drink? You tell them BS. You tell them that's garbage. Because I know you just pocketed $116 million, Jerry Reinsdorf. And if you recall, there was an lawsuit against the Atlanta Braves a couple of years ago where books were opened and money was about, revenue was about $500 million for that specific year for the Atlanta Braves. So they have money. They all have money. Each and every one of these teams has a bunch of money. Jerry Reinsworth bought these White Sox early 80s for about 19 million he bought majority stake of these White Sox for about 19 million dollars team is well over a billion dollars now so when they tell you they don't have the money that's a lie it's just that they don't want to spend the money when you see fans from other teams get hyped because their teams are going out and signing players and then you have your White Sox friends say, oh, good job, Texas Rangers, for spending all that money to finish in fourth place. You tell that friend, you're dumb. Guess who else has money? Jerry Reinsorf has that money. And he can spend dumb amounts of money on Marcus Simeon, who had a great year last year. Or Corey Seager, who had a pretty decent year last year. Or this year. Where they're signing Jacob DeGrom. And guess what? They're not done. And bringing back future Hall of Fame manager Bruce Bochi, Who was the White Sox second choice apparently in 2020, 2020 when they hired Tony La Russa. So laugh all you want at the Texas Rangers doing what they do. But the joke is on you as a White Sox fan. Because Jerry Reinsor's playing you. He's telling you that he don't got money, but he has plenty of money. And this is just yet another example of how much money he has. And he doesn't want to spend it. I actively think that he and the White Sox as an organization, because it's been filtered down through him, do not like you as a fan. We've seen so many examples of this with the latest being them cancelling Sox Fest for reasons. Nothing specific. Reasons. They don't want to face accountability. We know this team's not accountable. The manager I hired in 2020 didn't get fired because he deserved to. He got a nice cushy retirement. Ah, I'm not coming back. Pacemaker. Doctors won't let me. And that's a serious thing. Like I said before, I want Tony La Russa to be healthy. That'll be great. But damn if he didn't earn that firing last year. He's supposed to get fired last year. And the White Sox couldn't even do that. The minimum. He couldn't fire Tony La Russa. Who deserved it? As another thing about accountability, they hired their coaching staff this week. Presented their coaching staff. We know Pedro Griffall is the new manager, and I'm in. Press conference was great. Rick Hahn looked elated in that press conference. As to juxtapose how he looked. When he had to go up there and announce that Tony Russo's new manager in 2020, Rick Hahn couldn't have been happier. Cheesed him from ear to ear. Under Pedro Grifo, you'll have bench coach Charlie Montoya. Fine. Wasn't his choice necessarily. They know each other, but don't know each other. He's going to be there. Ethan Katz coming back. Awesome. Kurt Hassler as the bullpen coach, coming back. Fine. It's a bullpen coach. I don't know what they do. If his job is good, he does well or not. Whatever. Come on back, Kurt Hassler. You've earned it. But... The only people who got fired for the 2022 year, pretty much team-wide, Frank Minichino is no longer the hitting coach. He's gone. They fired him pretty much. He's not coming back. And then longtime veteran of the White Sox, Super Joe McEwing. Not coming back either. So, those two guys are responsible. Those two guys have the accountability. They're the ones who are accountable for the White Sox 2022 terrible year. Amazing. Just two guys. That's it. No one else. Everybody else, for the most part, in the front office, Coming back, including Daryl Boston. He's an off-field coordinator. And I've talked about this with both Kerry and Sean, so I won't get too much into that. He doesn't deserve to come back. He deserved to get fired too. So that was a mistake by the White Sox to have him back on the team. So it's very, very troubling that they are out here bringing back people who have Struggled with the White Sox. You've seen the communication with the White Sox in the outfield. It's been not good. But the guy who's in charge of that gets to come back for another year so. The accountability is not here with the team. It's not here with the owner. It's not here with the general manager or the VP of baseball operations. The hitting coach gets it, though. That third base coach. And don't get me wrong. They deserve to get fired. If it was my druthers. All of them would have got fired a long time ago, including Rick Hahn and a guy that I actually like Ken Williams. He deserves to get fired. He's been here a long time. The second rebuild, he is Rick Hahn's boss. So if Rick Hahn does something poorly, that means Kenny Williams is doing something poorly too. If he's not going to fire him so they can all get, get fired and none of them have. It's been shameful how the lack of accountability permeates through this team and it starts from the top and that's the guy that doesn't like you the Chicago White Sox fan the guy and girl that spends their hard-earned money to enjoy themselves at the ballpark and like I said before we're all pissed we're all sad that our team during their contention window is being this way but when February comes around Pitchers and catchers report. We'll maybe still be pissed, but we're not going anywhere. I see people saying that I don't want to be a White Sox fan anymore. It's tough. I don't really want to be it either. But when pitchers and catchers report, we're down there in Glendale, and I believe that we're going to try to get there. CHGO White Sox and the Cubs are going to try to get down there to give you some spring training coverage we, at minimum, at minimum. Vinny will be there covering this uh, spring training for at least a good two, three weeks. So we're going to get down there and we'll be like, ah, smell the baseball. Grass being cut, the turf, the sounds of the bat cracking. We're going to be back. And we'll be like, man, can't wait for White Sox baseball, no matter what happens this week at the winter meetings. And it's frustrating. And so I think Jerry Reinsdorf. And the White Sox feed off of that because they know you're not going anywhere. They know that you have an enjoyable time at guaranteed rate. And I agree with them. It is an enjoyable time at that ballpark. At any ballpark. And so they know you're coming back. So the lack of, of accountability, they can have it. Cause where are you going? You gonna be a Cub fan now? No. You going off to Milwaukee? the good land who's had three socialist mayors in their history. No, you might go and see a game or two, enjoy a tailgate. But at the end of the day, you're a white Sox fan. And so they don't need to have accountability because they know they're going to get money from BAM tech. They're going to get money from you who are going into the gates every day, drinking their beer, eating their food, And Jerry's pocketing that money. Now. As we said last week. If you want to not pay Jerry money. Don't. Don't sign up for season tickets. And just get tickets through secondary market ticketed places. Like our guys at game time. I don't even think they're on uh, the schedule. But I can do a short read for them if if you really want me to. Game time is great. I've bought tickets on game time. Last minute tickets. Even earlier. You don't have to put money into Jerry's pocket. I know that initial person put money into Jerry's pocket by buying the tickets, but if you want to go to a game, don't deprive yourself of that, even though you don't like the team. Don't deprive yourself of fun, enjoyment in your summers, just because this team doesn't know how to treat its fans and doesn't like you as a fan. Enjoy yourself. Life's too short to be too angry, and that's why I go to the ball games so I can remind myself why I love this team, why I stick with this team. And people always ask me, you know, how "Have you seen so, so angry at the White Sox?" And I look at them it's like, "How couldn't I be? Like, how can't I be at this team that was promised to me after the mired and mediocrity presser, after the whole trades? We're gonna get better. We're gonna go through a process, and..." Talk to me after the parade, multiple championships. How can I not be angry at this team, at that general manager, at Kenny Williams or at your Ryan's how can I not be? If you're not mad, I don't know what you're doing. I'm not going to try to tell you how to fan, but how can you not be angry, dismayed, displeased with this team and how they do business? And so I tell them I was here before Kenny Williams was the general manager before he was a White Sox fan I was here as a fan in 1990 and when Rick Hahn was a chairman for the Cubs because that's what he did he grew up on the North Shore as a Cub fan I was a White Sox fan I'll be a White Sox fan after they leave I was here before I'll be here after and to paraphrase Michael Bolton from Office Space Why should I leave when they suck? I don't suck. They suck at doing their jobs. So there is no reason why. There's no there's no reason I'm leaving. I'm not leaving. And I can supplement my baseball angst with my secondary team, the Padres, who seem to do things the way us White Sox fans would love. Go out and sign some player named Manny Machado. For $300 million. The money he asked for. They said fine. Here's your money. Pay. Fernando Tatis. $400 million. And you can say whatever you want. About steroids and whatever. He might have been a product of steroids. And just got caught up in 2022. But he's going to be on the team. For the next 13 years I believe. Sign for the next 13 years at least. Go out and trade for. Juan Soto and yeah they have Fernando Tatis who plays shortstop but he's not good at it and then I think Hassan Kim was the shortstop this year awesome defensively but they're going out talking to Trey Turner trying to bring him back into the San Diego Padres fold because they initially drafted him and then traded him pretty much immediately To the Washington Nationals in a three-team trade with the Tampa Bay Rays where they acquired Will Myers former rookie of the year who's now I think gone a free agent off of the San Diego Padres so they're trying to get a shortstop even though they have two shortstops on their team we have a shortstop and Tim is our guy he is White Sox but could you imagine talking to Trey Turner and saying Come here. 300 million? Smooth. That's nothing but a word. Peter Seidler, AJ Preller out there being the owners that, and JNO managers that we want here and we deserve here at the Chicago, Chicago White Sox. And I hope the rumors are true that from these hot dog and these Kamiski dogs and these Rico Benny's at stake Twitter accounts that Rick Hahn went up to Jerry and said, I need more money. We need more play, payroll flexibility. I hope those are true. And I hope Jerry Reinsorff said, All right, let's do it. Because you heard in the last press conference, in the press conference before the season ended, that Rick says they owe it to our fans. You need to win back the trust of the fans. And you know how you do that? You go out and sign a big time player, you go out and sign a Trey Turner. Or you go out and sign Brandon Nimmo. That's not even a big time player. He's one of the high free agents this year, but he's going to be making 20, 23 million. That's a drop in the bucket. Remember, off this sale of BAM Tech, this 15% sale that finalized the deal, each team this year got $30 million in their pocket. Clear. Each team. To bring Brandon Nimmo in to the fold, you'll still have $8 million dollars. Right in your pocket, chilling out. It's not too much to ask to get Brandon Nimmo. I'm not asking for Aaron F. Judge, but they can afford Aaron F. Judge. When they say they don't, they can afford him. And our guy Jackso asks for it every live show, sign Aaron Judge, and we say they're not going to sign Aaron Judge, and we kind of laugh it off. But damn it, Jackso's right. Sign Aaron Judge. Why not? Why the F not? I know he might not. He probably won't come here. That's not in his mindset. But I want, if you take anything away from this solo podcast, and it's been me rambling for a good long time right here, is that the White Sox can afford every single player that's going to be signed as a free agent this offseason, the next offseason, the offseason after that. And so when they tell you that, They can't afford Aaron Judge. And they're not even in the Aaron Judge discussions. They're lying. Because the money will be spent. And the money hasn't been spent. And if it has, it's been spent really poorly. Recon. They can afford Aaron Judge. They could afford Jacob DeGrom. If you're in your championship window, no stone should be left unturned. They don't have the prospects like San Diego had to get a Juan Soto. But they have the money to go and get the players who are available. And it's only money. And they have it. They just don't want to spend it. And that's what's frustrating about this team. Where you see a team like the Texas Rangers go all out. Even though they have the GD reigning champions in their own division, in their own damn state. Do they care? No. They're like, we could just sit back and be bad for a while. Pick up all that competitive balance money and then regroup. Get all the people. Wait until uh, Jackson Holiday becomes a player. And then go all out. Wait until I think uh, they have um, another son of a former major league baseball player I'm blanking on his name right now and I'll get it right now I see him in my uh, um, uh damn it I just had him in my mind right now and I just blanked I know you're yelling at me it's this guy it's this guy it's this guy I could see his dad on MLB Network uh, Al Leiter's son they got him in the minor leagues they could just wait and I'm sure Rangers fans would be like hey man we got the Mariners in our division You got Mike Trout in our division. You got the juggernaut Houston Astros in our division. It's fine, man. It's cool. It's smooth. We don't need to go all out. We got these young cats coming up soon enough. And we can do that when we want to. We can get the big-time dollars to these players when we need to. But no, last year, Corey Seeker, Marcus Simeon, this year, going to get Jacob DeGrom. And I don't think they're done. By the end of this week, I think you're going to hit somebody else down with their Texas Rangers. Because the lineup's still a little rough. A little rough down there in Texas. I believe they're going to go and get some other players. And I forgot about John Gray they got last year. They're trying. Because they have money. But guess what? The White Sox have money, too. They can spend at the level that the Texas Rangers have just just spent this offseason. So don't let them tell you any other different, any other other way that they don't have the money. And that's what I want you to take away from this show. And then after this read, a couple of reads, I'm going to tell you about the winter meetings, tell you about the players. I feel the White Sox realistically, and we got to downshift to their level because I'm getting too hyped and too pissed off that they keep on lying to us that they don't have the money a downshift to their level and say, who can they realistically in their own like White Sox way afford by the end of this week via trade or via picking up on the free agency market. But Shady Rays, they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. I wore my Shady Rays today at the CHGO Bears tailgate, awesome, awesome optical clarity, just substantial durability, styles cater to everyone and every lifestyle. Like, it's finally the time where I can wear my contacts when I go out on a sunny day because usually I have to wear my other sunglasses, which are prescription, but then, you know, you take them off in the middle of the day, you can't see anymore, you, you're blind. With my Shady Rays, I can wear my contacts and if it gets dark, like it's getting dark earlier and earlier each day, I can just take the Shady Rays off, put them in the case, and go about my business. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program of all eyewear. Lost or broken replacements. If you lose your break or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Dropping in the lake, off a cliff, Anything, they'll replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still managed to make a quality product that you could tell by holding in your hands. It's got some good weight to it. That's the first thing I said when uh, Jake handed me the pair. I was like, hmm, "These are hefty. These are nice. They're not like you know, not you know, so cheap plastic. They're made of great material, and they're just as good as any expensive pair of eyeglasses I wore. I've, whatever top brand you think of, I've worn them." and Shady Rays are on that same level. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand by their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they'll throw profit out the window and do whatever it takes to make it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love your Shady Rays or we will pay to ship them Back. That's it. Exclusively for the CHGO listener. Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can also get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. And our friends at Athletic Green's. Been with us since the beginning. Love them. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to feel lighter, and I don't like like vegetables. I don't like taking extra supplements, and I drink a, she- a smoothie pretty much every single day. And since I'm a diabetic, uh, type two diabetic, you know I don't want to put in extra sweeteners into those smoothies so i'm getting some kale i'm getting some bitter stuff in there so i put in the athletic greens into my smoothies and it has a tropical taste and it makes it very very much more palatable to, for the smoothies because of the deliciousness from ag1s so what is this stuff with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source for uh, whole food sourced superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All these things. And so I feel like every day when I take this, I feel like I'm you know, getting all the necessary nutrients that I need in just that one delicious scu- uh, scoop. That's it. Right now, it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition Just one scoop of water every day, that's it. I usually put in 10 ounces of water. There's no need for a million different pills, supplements, to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO White Sox. That's athleticgreens.com dot com slash chgo socks actually not white socks so greens dot com slash chgo socks all right so free agency that's coming up this week with the winter meetings in San Diego I believe that the White Sox will get a corner outfielder I believe the White Sox will acquire And I won't want to pin it down because it's going to be hard, but either Joey Gallo or Michael Conforto, both left-handed power bats in their careers. Michael Conforto is more of a complete player, played right field for the New York Mets up in 2021, had a year, I think in 2019, where he hit 30 plus bombs and Joey Gallo, his time in Texas was great, hit a bunch of bombs and struggled when he got traded to the Yankees and then hit, I think, eight home runs in his brief time with the Dodgers last year. But both can glove it, and Joey Gallo a little bit more, and both have that lefty bat that the White Sox have been coveting for a long time, a lefty power bat the White Sox need. While that is not awe-inspiring, and if they do sign Joey Gallo, many White Sox fans, and I do not regret you, we'll say, ugh, we're getting another Adam done. This guy hits under 200, strikes out a bunch, and yeah, occasionally give you a home run, but what else type of thing? And if that's how you feel, that's how you feel, man. But we root for a team that plays in this arena, plays in this, you know, get this guy on our team, maybe we'll fix him. Maybe we'll get the 99th percentile out of him, and he'll hit 40 home runs so you can forget about all the average and the the strikeouts type of thing. That's where the White Sox are at. That's where they're shopping at, and the we're going to fix these guys type of atmosphere instead of going out and getting a proven guy that you know was going to come here and ball. Like I've already said, Brandon Nimmo. They're not in that market. They should be, but they're not. So that's where I'm thinking the White Sox are going to be at. And I think also, like, if they get one of those people, they're probably going to be anywhere from 12 to 18 million in 2023. So a good majority of the money that they said is in the budget is going to be taken up by one of those players. They can afford both. They can afford much more expensive. But I believe they're going to say, cool, we're good for the most part. We're out for as far as free agent acquisitions. And then come back and say, we're going to go with Lenny Sosa. Or the $5 million utility guy, Larry Garcia. Or Roman Gonzalez. Step on up. That's what I feel the White Sox are going to do at the end of the day. Just go on the inexpensive route with second base because they spent money, and I put those in quotes, on a corner outfielder. Because currently, if you look at the team, left field will be manned by Gavin Sheets for just looking at the current roster, Gavin Sheets or Lurie Garcia. Right field, even though he's not on the major league squad right now, will be manned by Oscar Colas. A guy that's played one year in the States. He did damn well, but one year only. Played across in Japan, played in Cuba, but 2022 was the only year he played in the States. I would love for him to spend another year down there in the minors and let, let him force the issue. Let him make it unmistakable. Let him make it impossible to keep down instead of just promoting him and saying, hey, Rook, here's right field. Enjoy. Yeah, we're going to expect a lot from you too, Rook. Well, we're already doing that with Andrew Vaughn and Aloy Jimenez. We're saying, hey, stay healthy, Aloy. And BDH the whole year. And Andrew Vaughn, yeah, you're replacing a legend. Do that, please. Oh, you can't? Uh, you're going to disappoint then. So there's so many questions around this team. It shouldn't be this way. But we have a poor organization. They are bad at their jobs. I wish they were better. So that is what I'm thinking they're going to do this week for the winter meetings. And that's not a lot. That's minimum. That's a team that would, that wants to maybe win their central division. That's what they do. It's like, you know, the Tigers would do that next year. Maybe we can win if we sign. Minimal player, Joey Gallo comes here, maybe because I don't think they're going to get into the Cody Bellinger market, which they should. He's a 27 year old former MVP. That is more of a high ceiling player with a low floor that I would go for. I would go for him over Gallo and maybe over Conforto. So out of those four people I named before, Cody Bellinger would be my number one option in this middle market bargain basement shopping. Then Conforto. Then Gallo. And then my last choice of the four people I named for corner outfielders is Andrew Benintendi. (laughs) They come away with Andrew Benintendi as their left fielder, he's solid, but he's not a person that you would want to be manning left field in your championship window. And so, damn it, that's what the White Sox are going to get. I officially predict that they're going to get Gallo or Conforto, and I'll be so pissed if they got Benintendi, elated if they got Bellinger through the roof if they got Nemo but we know that's not happening guys I'm sorry it's been a depressing show that's what you get from Herbie Sunshine White Sox fan extraordinaire so tomorrow we got a better show with Sean Anderson he's going to be vibrant live hot he's going to be well rested from his weekend off will join us at 4 o'clock Live in the CHGO studios tomorrow, we'll be talking about what happened on day one in the winter meetings. We will have on CHGO Cubs beat reporter Ryan Herrera to break down what happened, what all the agents were saying. If he got to speak to Rick Hahn, he's getting taped today of Mike Clevenger, who is speaking to the assembled media there uh, via Zoom. So we'll hear from Mike Clevenger and what he uh, why he chose the White Sox and what he's looking forward to in his White Sox year that's coming up in 2023. It'll be a fun show. It'll be a lot more enlightening. You know, you'll know, you feel a little lighter after the show's over. You'll be like, OK, <sighs> we got some positivity into our White Sox bloodstream because her uh, got me all down on that Sunday show. God damn. On that Monday morning commute show. So. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter, Echnerwall23. That is Lawrence spelled backwards. 2-3 is for Robin Ventura. Sean Anderson, who is usually the host. He's at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. He is our CHGO host. And Vinny Dubert, who will be coming back either later on this week or early next week. He is down under right now. He is the CHGO beat reporter for the White Sox. Follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. So for myself and all the crew, thank you for listening to this episode of CHGO White Sox.